Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Every week, really, Chris, is a, is a roller coaster. I mean, think back to so many of our games this year, wins and losses, and just uh, you're all over the map all game long, and so you have to, uh, and you learn to as you play longer, to just kind of stay uh, even keel and steady, not get too high, not get too low, but just keep playing and believe that if you keep playing, good things can happen. Sometimes they don't, but today we were able to get back in it for a variety of reasons. You know, the block field goal was a big part of it, and, um, um, you know, just encouraging to be able to find one like that the way we did. Yes, indeed. It's a good day to be a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. One game beneath the 500 mark. And a chance to get right back in that playoff mix with a win over Jacksonville. We will break all things down with our Viking statements on this Monday on Purple Daily after a celebratory toast to the greatest late game performer. Mm. Well, I wouldn't say greatest because Pat Mahomes was, but the second greatest late game performer in the NFL. Kirk Cousins, you know, Declan. Kirk, Kirk said, you know, he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. I can confirm that I am on a just a Corona Seltzer high and low half the time. I mean, it, whether it could be lime it could be blackberry lime it could be cherry it could be mango you're never too low you're never too high on corona seltzer it's always a good choice because it's the only seltzer made with pure beach vibes corona hard seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment in each can corona hard seltzer has zero carbs zero sugar 90 calories and is gluten-free relax responsibly corona hard seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by crown imports chicago illinois football BB moving to his left fair catch single oh. bounces away and the Panthers recover mm. empty backfield second and goal Cousins to the end zone touchdown redemption for Chad BB hey, you held him to 20 points man you gave us a chance at the end but I got three words for you you like that Gentlemen, uh, we actually have some breaking news. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, as we were just starting the show here on Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff. Mm. Yeah. yeah, according to uh, multiple high-level NFL sources and sources inside the Vikings, Kirk Cousins has tested positive. Did you guys see this? No. no. Positive. For clutch. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. That's you got to be kidding me. Oh, boy. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. Yes, you gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah. 
boy, did you get us. Positive hey, play the clutch. Zim thing, man. Play, like play the Zim taste. You like how this tastes? Did, we, did, we get, did, did Zim get a, give Tell us a really revision on this yesterday? So, I heard it all week long, right? <laughs> oh, and 9 on Monday night. Yeah! yeah. You, you like how this tastes? Yeah! yeah. We do! Oh, That's like that. right! Love how this tastes. Oh, boy. And today, it's a great day to breathe in that fresh, crisp air in the state of Minnesota. And it's a great day to be a Minnesota Vikings fan and a fan of Kirk Cousins. And if you're like me and you've had unwavering belief in the Vikings starting quarterback all season long. Never a moment of doubt from you. Never Never a moment of doubt then you're feeling pretty good today. So I don't know about you guys. Maybe you guys are going to sit here and probably have to apologize to the audience, but I have never wavered on my guy, Kirk Cousins. The audience, forget the audience. Let's talk about Kirk. We owe Kirk an apo- a deep, our sincerest apologies for, I mean, he's morphed I- into Montana and Favre at his most brilliant. I mean, come on. Listen, I'll tell you what. Joe Montana was fine, but if there's a minute 50 left on the clock and no timeouts and you need a drive down the field against that vaunted Panthers nice, team. I know who I'm taking. My guy. Not Teddy, that's for sure. Kirk Cousins. Not yeah. Teddy, you're done yeah, with Teddy. Just don't give him the kicker, and yeah, you can do it. You're done with Teddy. Oh, we'll right. get we'll get to Teddy on this episode. I'm oh, sure he'll I'm boy. sure he'll come up in Vikings. I think I know what's today. I think I know what's coming up on that one. All right. Should we get into him? Viking yes. statements. All right, let's fire up the tunes. This is what we do after every Vikings game the next day on Purple Daily. And you can find the full episode of Vikings Ventline, by the way, which every week it's just becoming more fun to see uh, new fans jumping in. We bring Vikings fans into the show with us, into the video. We got a song yesterday. We did. Yeah, sure. Pedro wrote a song. It's amazing. So we've had a, we've had Chansey light an actual dumpster fire. We've had Pedro sing a song acoustic for Kirk Cousins. You never know what's going to happen on the most interactive show in Minnesota sports. Vikings Ventline, part of Purple Daily Podcast and YouTube channel. But let's go around the room a bunch, a bunch of times here. Bears Ventline on the horizon here on Purple Daily. But uh, Judd Zolgad, start us off. All right, statement number one off the Vikings win over the Panthers. Kirk Cousins is better when he does not have his favorite receiver. Wow. Minus Thielen in that game yesterday, gentlemen. Seven different players. Johnson, Jefferson, Rudolph, Beebe, Cook, Dillon, and Conklin all caught passes, including a a game-winning drive in which Kirk Cousins hit an array of different targets. And guess who wasn't quite sure where the ball was going? The Carolina Panthers. I guarantee you if number 19 had been on that field, the Carolina Panthers would have said, when in doubt, Kirk Cousins is going to throw to Thielen. But without that security blanket, without that safety net present, Kirk Cousins became more dangerous because he was forced to move the ball around and he kept everybody, his teammates, and most importantly, the opposing defense, off balance. And I honestly think, and this is not saying that Thielen is not a good player, in all seriousness, he's a very good player. But I honestly think having to move the ball around and not being as certain about where it's going was advantage Vikings. Yeah, I'm having trouble unpacking this one because he's amazing at his job, Adam Thielen. But it does seem like Kirk glums onto him instead of just like, who's the what's the open read, right? It's I think it's his first thought in those situations is Adam Thielen's my guy. It's my safety blanket. Offensive line doesn't give me much time, so I'd just rather like get cut to the chase and get to Adam Thielen. Um, but yeah, like I mean, against Dallas, even it's like he's trying to force the ball to Thielen yep. in a tight spot. Yep, and we see that oftentimes. Uh, this has been something that happened like Matt Stafford would glum on to, to uh, Megatron, to Calvin Johnson. 
And you could argue that uh, Dante Culpepper would glum on to Randy Moss. And, and it's hard, it happens and it's hard not to. I get that. Yeah. So Adam Thielen and the videos that his wife was putting out on social media yesterday of him just like in his shorts with his kids watching the game in the living room like any number of Vikings fans would was pretty hilarious. So, uh, all right, I'll give you this one. Football. Kirk Cousins yesterday did the second most clutch thing he's done in three years as a Viking. Number one is the throw to Adam Thielen toward the end of that Saints playoff victory. That is his probably most clutch best moment of his career. But what he did yesterday, and let's face it, like I know that it was a below 500 Panthers team, and you know he still has a lot of proving to do in terms of the ultimate goal of Super Bowl, but... The Vikings' playoff hopes were on the line with a minute 50 to go and no timeouts yesterday. Because if they lose that game, like they might not get to the playoffs even winning that game. But if they lose that game, it's for sure over. But under two minutes left, no timeouts, you're down by six, so you have to score a touchdown. And the word that we have continued to use on this show is overcome, right? Your job as a highly paid starting franchise quarterback is to overcome the crappy things that happen throughout the course of a game and a season and steal games from time to time. Mm-hmm. You had a dropped punt. You had a mediocre offensive line. You had Dalvin tweaking his ankle. You had two Panthers defensive touchdowns in a 10-second span. It's not an unreasonable request to ask your franchise quarterback to overcome things like that that happen in almost every NFL game. I mean, the Chiefs, they fumble like once a game. Like Even the best teams in the NFL, things happen to them. And if you want to win a Super Bowl... You have to do this type of thing on a regular basis. And Kirk Cousins, in the early part of the fourth quarter against Dallas last week, and in the late part of the fourth quarter against the Carolina Panthers, he overcame the bad things that were happening. He put the team on his back in the last two minutes against Carolina, and he was clutch. And he deserves credit for that. And, uh, I mean, some of us have seen it all along. All us naysayers. If you're a Kirk Cousins yeah, guy we're in the shorts right like now, myself... You've you've seen the light for weeks and weeks, and Kirk just needed a little extra motivation. Fan since the Michigan State days, Phil Mackey. Absolutely. Go Sparty. I'm wearing Sparty boxer briefs right now, which that's I'll show a, you if you stick around no, until the end of the episode. That's no, unfortunate. That's okay. I'm going to have to get going there's a right well, away. There's a well-placed number mm-hmm. eight, and you can stick around oh, okay. until the end of the yeah. episode. Yeah, we'll save that for our porn <laughs> channel. <laughs> our soon-to-launch Score North porn channel. Mackey and Judd, OnlyFans.com. That's right. Starting up dark. next week. <laughs> Subscribers only. So Kirk Cousins, my statement is this is the second most clutch thing Kirk Cousins has done as a Minnesota Viking. Declan. Yeah, mine is, uh, my statement is spread the love. So with Adam Thielen out yesterday, what was going to happen with Justin Jefferson? Are they going to double team Justin Jefferson? And then what happens with those receivers underneath? The the Vikings, although have two of the most dynamic receivers in the league, could they have guys uh, on their depth step up? And they did. So four players with seven targets or more, four players with seven receptions or more. B.C. Johnson showed up. Chad Beebe showed up. As much as it pains me to say, he did redeem himself. He redeemed himself on a, on a muffed punt. The Vikings had a, a really good case to lose that football game down 11 points going into the fourth quarter, and Teddy, who could have daggered them on first and goal and or, or, on, on first and goal situation, wasn't able to do it, but the Vikings were able to spread the love across their offense, and they deserve praise for that. So spread the love, Vikings offense. Good job, Gary Kubiak. Kenny Chesney would be very happy with yes, he would. that title right there. Back to Judd Zolgan. Statement number two from me involves a player who we've talked about, but we probably don't talk enough about on a weekly basis. Eric Hendricks has been the Vikings' best player on defense in 2020, and I don't know that it's particularly close. He's legit. Uh, 12 tackles, again, against the Panthers. 
in run d- defense, if there's a guy that comes up and stops the run the most, I think it's Kendricks. Uh, had his what? Third pick in three games or second pick in two games on yeah. Sunday. And they're all like, it's not like they're some nice of these linebacker players. picks where a ball gets tipped, right? Yeah. He like, is, he's like diving for these picks. He is as close to a hybrid defensive lineman slash linebacker slash safety as I think that you could possibly come. But the Vikings still have certainly some, not a ton now, of talented players on the defensive side of the football. But I really think that if you had to pick one, it's not that close for this year. Eric Kendricks has been outstanding. He continues to be. And this team's defense would be, in my opinion, completely lost if he's taken out of the equation. He is graded. I'll give you a a piggyback statement. One of my statements today was going to be Eric Hendricks is the best 4-3 linebacker in the NFL right now. Might be, Coverage, tackling, everything. Pro Football Focus has the has the seventh best linebacker in the NFL behind David Long, Bobby Wagner, uh, Tanner Viejo, Nate Hall, Julian Stanford, and Miles Jack. But they're all like kind of in a bunch there. Mm-hmm. And and Eric Hendricks is like second in coverage ranking. So yeah, like every every week it's like he makes a game changing play of some kind and uh, and gives the Vikings momentum back or or puts them in a spot where they can come back and and win a game. So. Declan. Yeah, mine was Vikings defense, colon, who are you? I'm trying to figure out what the hell it is because yesterday they really only gave up 13 points. I mean, you got to remember, the two strip sacks that happened on Kirk, that's 14 points that went the other way. So the defense itself only gave up 13 points. At the same time, though, they gave up a ton of yards. They combined for 17 missed tackles yesterday. That's the most ever under the Mike Zimmer era for, for the, as a Vikings head coach. And then you have guys like Anthony Harris, who was the best safety in the NFL basically last year in pro football focus. He's come down to earth. DJ Wanham and, and has had shown nice moments, but is he someone who's really going to be here long term and, and be on this defensive line creating more pressures in 2021? The rookie corners, you know it's going to be a slow bake, but at the same time, I'm just still trying to figure out what the hell the Vikings defense is. Are they trending in the right direction or is this just who they are, it's going to be, honestly, a below-average defense, and you're just going to have to ride it out for the rest of 2020. So Vikings defense, who are you? Well, I think it's going to be a below-average defense the rest of this year because there's just, like, there's no Daniil Hunter coming back magically to save this defense. Yep. But I think going into next year, that's the interesting conversation is, does Daniil Hunter, there's a lot of things there. Does he come back healthy from the neck? Is there going to be a contract standoff like Ian Rappaport has been reporting this year? But if he comes back, and if Michael Pierce comes back, Anthony Barr, I don't even know if he's an upgrade. I think you, you should probably explore just sort of saying goodbye to him. I think he's gone. Your cornerbacks get a little more experienced. I think what one of strikes me as a player. The more I, I, agree. I, I watch him, I think I think he's good. I think he's good. Um, but yeah, I, I think this defense, if things go according to plan, and I think Barr is probably gone, I think this defense in 2021 is back to being solid. Because right now, Dex is right. They're really spotty. I mean, the missed tackles are really frustrating, really. But the I just keep going back to, to this point. The interior of that defensive line is not good, and Michael Pierce should help that a lot. Yeah, and you know if if I don't think the defense is going to just overnight become the number one unit in the league like it was in 2017, but if it can get back to like fringe top ten and they can get after quarterbacks better because they have a couple veterans returning. Yep. And you can add in the fact that your offense has taken a huge step forward because of Justin Jefferson, and you know, you know, maybe your offensive well, line keeps you better. Your guy becomes a 
Yeah. Well, let's perennial let's, Pro Bowl quarterback. Well, let's get to the next statement, okay? He is my guy and always has been. That's why your hat. Kirk Cousins. On. That's why you got your hat. And I just want to take a minute here in Viking statements on Purple Daily to dislocate my shoulder, pat myself on the back with this next statement. Here, I'll twist your arm back there so you can get it fully. Sure, be great. Let me just fully let me stretch extended, out the rotator cuff extended. here. Extended. I am the Kirk Cousins whisperer. Phil Mackey. The life, Kirk, no, the, you're the life coach, dude. I am the motivator. You're I, the life coach. I am the hitch. I am the Will Smith to Kirk Cousins, Kevin James. Yes. The straw that stirs yes. the Vikings drink. Yes. Before yesterday's game. You are. Two hours beforehand. Right around the time where uh, players might be sitting at their lockers, scrolling through social media, <laughs> right before they really lock in for the game, right? I tweeted some inspiration to Kirk Cousins, reminding him of his duties as a highly paid franchise quarterback. And I'll keep going back to the word of the season, which is overcome. You are paid to overcome your team's imperfections sometimes. Yep. Not all of them. That's why I like, but the offensive line, but the defense, <laughs> but the injuries. And, and I and we have said, because we have such faith oh, you can leave me in out. Kirk Cousins. You, you just take the credit. Yes, all those things are true. Those imperfections are true. And sometimes you just need your guy at that position to overcome them, right? And so Kirk traditionally performs well when circumstances are great around him. A run game, play action, playing Mm -hmm. with a lead, all those things. When the pressure is mostly low in terms of like, not like linebacker blitz pressure. I mean like pressure, magnitude is low, right? Yes. When you need him the most, traditionally, he falters. And when defenses can eliminate Dalvin from the equation, like at the end of the Dallas game, it's kind of a wrap and Kirk hasn't been able to overcome those things. And and people kept saying, you know, as I'm fighting with them on Twitter over the weekend, show us the proof. You can't just say those things. And so I went to stathead.com before the game. <laughs> when the Vikings are behind by one score or tied, fourth quarter overtime, I split those into two different marks, okay? Early in the fourth quarter, so prior to the fourth, uh, the four-minute mark, Kirk's passer rating is 117 going into yesterday. Eighth in the NFL over the three years he's been a Vikings quarterback. Mm-hmm. When you get late in the fourth quarter, when Dalvin's no longer a running factor, right? Under four minutes, Kirk's passer rating over the last three years has been 53 and a half in those one score behind or tied situations. 43rd in the NFL. And so I merely pointed out these facts before the game, not as a way of trashing Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. As never. a way of supporting Kirk Cousins motivating Kirk Cousins, yep. showing him what he's capable of doing, Bravo. what yep. this team can do late in games, become more like those top quarterbacks in those situations. And by golly, he did just that yesterday. You are a latter-day, a modern-day Herb Brooks. Wow. You used, where, where Brooksy walked in to, to the room in Lake Placid, though, and gave one of the great speeches, It is their time is done. Abruz on the thigh is a long way from the heart. You use social media. You use social media to pull the Rob McClanahan (laughs) on Kirk Cousins. You gotta bum me. That's what you are. You you. are a modern day Herb Brooks. All right. I'm gonna start holding my own uh, Minnesota Sports Tony Robbins seminars. Yeah, walk on coals. Okay. (laughs) Just walk on these hot coals. It won't hurt Zim. Not one bleeping bit. All right. Statement three from me is this. This guy's a marvelous player, and he is, um, and he, he has spent much of the season in the MVP consideration, I think, and certainly discussion. But Dalvin Cook 
has to hold on to the football. Last two games, uh, two fumbles. I think he is at three fumbles lost because there was one in the Titans game as well, which is a single-season career high for Cook. Um, Fumbles come in bunches. We saw them with AP. They can be absolutely devastating to your team. I know that that his um, workload is out of control at times because he got hurt yesterday. It wasn't so bad. But the point being is... But the point being, but the point being is, I don't care. The one thing that you can't do is fumble the football. Dalvin Cook, my statement: you need to hold on to the football. Can I give a piggyback statement? Go for it, because I'm going to do the same thing. Dalvin Cook. Wow, this going to be in my. Basket. Dalvin Cook might be spending a little too much time around Xavier Rhodes. That was a great point by that caller. Just going to throw that. Oh, out. that was brought up in the press box too. Oh, yeah. was it? Oh, yeah. Funny. It I became mean, very apparent. It was a Paul Pierce situation. You know, <laughs> w- watching on TV, they really said nothing about the injury until like three minutes after they got back from the commercial break, yeah, and really? it was like, Wait "Oh, Delvin's intent." And I'm watching huh. some of the reporters on Twitter who were at the game. Yep. Jub was at the game, and it was like he's not putting pressure on his right leg. Oh my god! They like, put him in the tent. The blue they're tent. Like, they're like right. walking him off the field. Like Paul Pierce got carried off the court. And five minutes later, he's like sprinting up and down the sidelines yeah. and like asking to go back in the game. Yeah. Xavier Rhodes did that all the time. Oh my God, I got burned and now I have a compound fracture. Oh, oh God. My ego. There's blood everywhere. Oh my God. And then he's back on the a field. Compound like two minutes later. fracture of my ego. Somebody, my ego's at the 50 yard line. You're right. Uh, amazing. All right, Declan, sorry. Go ahead. So my, my statement is more of no doubt than no problem. So yesterday, 22 touches for Dalvin Cook. Oh, 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 don't tell him that. 22 touches for Dalvin Cook. 18 carries, four receptions. He got stuffed 3.4 yards per carry. Wasn't able to get much going on the ground. And the Vikings were playing from behind for the majority of that game. But when it mattered most, Kirk Cousins rose up and they were able to win a football game with Dalvin Cook being ineffective. And we have yet to really see that this season. Everything that the Vikings have won, every time the Vikings have won this season, it's been because Dalvin Cook's been running out of his mind and it sets up the play action and all the bootlegs. But then when the game gets on the line and it's in the fourth quarter, you're going to be able to overcome this. Can your offense regroup and refocus and figure out a way to win? And they did. So no Dalvin Cook, no problem. I like it. Zim doesn't like that comment. That's Not fine. one bit. Not That's one fine. bit. It's a team game. He didn't like my defense comment either, but it's we're, a team having, we're on the same page right now. Um, all right, I'll, I'll give the next. I think we're all over the board here, so I'll, I'll give the next one just so we can get into it with Declan here. Teddy Bridge, yeah, this is what I want. Teddy Bridgewater was terrible yesterday. Let's just face the facts. All right, I've been a Teddy supporter for years and years and years. You're I a think, Ted head. I am a Ted head. Well, today I am. I'm a Kirk head. Let Kirk cook, baby. That's where I'm at. But Teddy Bridgewater, I think he's a great leader. I think he's a good quarterback. Um. I don't think, and part of it might be the injury, and part of it might be like Carolina is just not a great team. Not a, there's not a great roster surrounding him. He's got a couple weapons on offense, but Christian McCaffrey's out with an injury. Teddy Bridgewater just sort of blended in with the rest of the mess yesterday. And in fact, there was times where he could throw you know an accurate ball to the pylon here or a deep pass over there, and uh, or, or a wide open receiver in the end zone, whatever it may be, and he could have put a couple more points on the board. Mm-hmm. I don't think he raised the water level for the Panthers yesterday. Uh, he had a great throw at the end to put them sort of close to field goal range. But I don't know, man. $20 million for what, what we saw yesterday. I've been a Teddy guy, but that was not very impressive. So, Declan, defend your guy. Go ahead. Yeah, I will. Um, I thought, he, well, first off, he had a horrible first couple series. One for seven, I think it was, Judd. I mean, he, two for nine. Two for nine. 21 yards. Got off to a pick. pretty terrible start. Yeah. 
then rebounded pretty well. I mean, the fact he finished 19 of 36, that suggests that, all right, he was he was able to settle in a little bit more. He became a lot more of the Teddy Bridgewater that he typically is, some Dink and Duncan, and then also hit a couple nice deep shots as well. And I would still take this guy over Kirk Cousins right now. I want 100% with the, for the contract reasons, for the leadership reasons. He does everything that I want this quarterback to do, and he's, and he's perfect for this Vikings offense right now. He is absolutely perfect for it. And he would have two wide receivers in Thielen and Jefferson. He has a great running back in Dalvin Cook. The system is literally tailored for a Teddy Bridgewater offense. And he led them down the field. His kicker screwed him again. I guess, like, if I, if Mike Zimmer hates kickers, I don't know if Teddy ever does because he's such a likable guy. <laughs> but he's he's got to be the second but guy. But he's got to hit the, the touchdown pass there. He does. Like, you can dagger that game and that, completely and that's with where, that pass. And, and that's where I, I, I do have to admit you completely screwed the pooch on that one, Teddy. I mean, you had him wide open on third and goal, and you weren't able to do it. Yeah. And then they also kind of screwed him, too, with the play calling that last series. That's not really too much of a Teddy fault. But you I blame would still take him. Teddy's blaming people now. What Good happened? For him, he should. You should blame well, him. Well, I was, on one hand, here's the thing though. The last couple series, or I'm trying to think, it was just that last one series uh, before and after the two minute warning. I had a problem with the Panthers strategically not just running the ball to milk clock because they they oh, left I, like 50 or 60 seconds on the board for the Vikings. I agree with that. But that's the offensive coordinator putting faith into Teddy Bridgewater, saying, "Listen, I'm going to call a couple pass plays here because sure. I trust you." And both were incomplete, mm-hmm. and that, part of that's on Teddy. Like if you're him, you 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 should take a sack when you're that deep. Like you should take a sack before you should throw an incomplete pass, or or literally like give yourself up in the field of play to save forty seconds instead of throwing an incomplete. But that pass. third down pass, the guy was right there too. Like that pass has to be complete. That's a mm-hmm. terrible throw. It was an awful throw. That's a, just a bad throw. So, I don't know, maybe he was maybe he was nervous playing in front of no fans at US Bank Stadium. Can I get Last one more week? in? Oh, we have plenty of time. Okay. Um, plenty of time. So because of how the Vikings have come back now, I see there's basically two factions. One is the, you see, we're we're, we're good. We're going to do something. Take it, you, you negatives, you naysayers, take that. And then there's the, the ones who look at a game like Sunday's win and say, there, that was really flawed. I hope the Vikings clean house. Okay? Statement. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman, no matter what you think, are completely safe for next year. They're not going to be fired. There will not be a discussion of them being fired. They are completely safe. The Bears and Detroit are are going to or have already started to clean house. But I, I know we talked about this and ruminated on and speculated on the safety of the coach and GM at various times when this team was one and five. They are safe. Let's end any talk about changes. There will be no changes made to the key positions by the Vikings. And you're are you talking just GM coach or because I I actually think there's still a discussion about like San Francisco calling on Kirk. Oh no can, no 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 that one no. Later. I'm saying I still see tweets saying clean house. Spielman should go. No. Zim should go. I'm saying just GM coach for 2021. Are going nowhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one Not here. Kind of plays into. Although you shouldn't want, you don't want Kirk traded. He's your best buddy now. He's my guy. I mean, you're wearing a hat. You're probably going to lunch with him. Yeah, that's right. Who's got two thumbs and a clutch and quarterback in tow? Loves this weird guy. Just right don't ask here. him to put his mask on. You got to find that little valve. You know, be a whole lunch. Final Viking statement for me: The Vikings now have the option based on what happened this weekend in the NFL. The Vikings now have the option of catching either Arizona or Tampa Bay for a wild card spot. 
The Vikings are just one game behind the Cardinals and the Buccaneers in the loss column. The Buccaneers are just entering their bye week now. So um, if the Vikings beat the Jaguars, they will be one game behind Tampa going into that head-to-head matchup. So a lot of things can happen here in the next two weeks. The Cardinals schedule includes the rest of the way, two games against a really good Rams team, a game at the Giants, and they've won three straight. The 49ers are still very formidable, and the Eagles are still fighting for a division title. So no action, like no gimme games in there for the Cardinals. The Buccaneers schedule includes the Vikings, two games against the Falcons, and they've shown some life lately, and the Lions who just fired their coach and are probably just going to lay down the rest of the year. But um, there's some games that those teams could lose, and the Vikings have a favorable schedule the rest of the way, including a head-to-head with one of the teams they're chasing. So... Options have opened up the last couple weeks for the Vikings to make the playoffs. And I think I saw on 538 from Arif Hassan did the uh, research on this. If the Vikings win their next two games over Jacksonville and then against Tampa Bay, their playoff percentage jumps to like 70% or something close to 70%. I think they're at 30 right now, according to 538. All they need is Kirk to just be the wizard that he's been the last two weeks, and this team's going... Long ways. Yeah, it's amazing. At least to a first round playoff. You guys, uh, you guys had no faith. Well, in no, the we just didn't. Hire. I mean, can you believe we doubted? I think it was in June that I said uh, someone was better than Tom Brady, and it's looking like that's trending in the right direction. So, yeah, and your Brady prediction right now looking pretty good. Back to Purple Daily in just a moment, but your number one Kirk Cousins fan, Phil Mackey, here telling you about Federated Mutual Insurance Company, and they are proud to announce. My Shield, your personalized online destination for risk management resources for your business. My Shield is available 24-7 and can be accessed from a computer, a tablet, a smartphone, or the My Shield app. My Shield's customizable dashboard organizes resources specific to your business on training, billing, employee certificates, safety videos, and much, much more. If you want to learn how Federated Insurance and My Shield can help your business, Visit federatedinsurance.com and click on Meet My Shield. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. I mean, Tom Brady did throw a couple magical deep passes yesterday. If you ignore the interceptions. Brady, you know, between you two guys with Brady for Mackey and Teddy for Declan, you know what? Let's just put the Kirk glasses on and be done with it. The Vikings got the best quarterback. Let's talk about a real quarterback. The one we saw in Chicago last night, or actually was in Green Bay last night. For Chicago. It doesn't matter. He might as well have been at Soldier Field. The only other thing better than a Vikings victory that moves them closer to the playoffs is a devastating loss by either the Packers or the Bears, and we were guaranteed to see one of those, barring a tie last night. So courtesy of our friends on ESPN 1000 and the score 670 in Chicago, this is Bears Vent Line on Purple Daily. <laughs> Trubisky has the confidence of a grade schooler waiting to see if he'll be allowed to be the guy to sharpen the pencils for the teacher. He looked like an expectant father sitting on the bench in the first half, waiting his turn while watching Rodgers, who was showing us what it is to be an NFL quarterback. I'm convinced that Trubisky can't even read a comic book, let alone an NFL defense. It quickly came back to me how athletic but inept he is as an NFL QB. This is an absolute embarrassment. I mean, George Halas was the face of the NFL. This team was so respected. And we always get our butt handed to us on national TV against the Packers. It's disgusting. 
And I'm, I'm sick of it. And I'm going to say this. If, if Mr. Pace and Mr. Nagy are around next year, I'm done with this team. I'm going to seriously walk away. I'm sick of this. Because if these guys are going to be in charge of hiring, or I'm sorry, drafting another quarterback, how in the world could the McCaskies even allow Pace to be put in that position? Because you know that's what's going to happen. Is Matt Nagy still going to be the coach in like a week? How is he? Well, why is he still the coach right now as we record this? He's what? His Zoom calls are are something today. Whoa, what's going on? He was calling out players for not being tough enough. and It's just over. It's over. It's just over. Just fire him. It's amazing. You were five and one. Because what did you see tonight? What did you see tonight, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mr. Game, Mr. Miller? What did you see tonight? You saw an ineptitude quarterback that had two fumbles, couldn't complete a first down to save his life, and yet you have the temerity to talk about how great he is. I listen, you guys. I, I really like your station, but I'm, I'm going to call your judgment card. If you don't honestly come out after this call and talk about the flaws of Trubisky, I honestly question your integrity for the game. Your what? I think having listened to zero ESPN 1000 at all this year, are there really hosts that are defending Mitchell Trubisky as a starting quarterback? So did they get on? Right? The, I was going to say, did they get on the show after the game? Do I mean what were you going to say about his performance last night? It was pathetic. <laughs> Somebody is going to have to really explain this because when the Bears' defense looks like they totally quit, and then Tony Downey is giving. My praise is for every little small thing that Mitch has done that he should be doing as a fourth-year quarterback. And the bar is set so low. This is a national embarrassment if you're the Chicago Bears. That guy's voice actually frightens me. Like, that guy sounds like he made that that call while either A, sharpening a knife, or polishing up his gun. He has a point, though. Dungey felt so bad. Dungey, oh, Dungey was like, oh, Trubisky died. Oh, look. Oh, yeah. Oh, look. He really got the five steps. He counted the five steps yeah. right on that drop back. It was great. He was just trying to praise him Dungey's for anything. such a nice guy. He couldn't bring himself to say, this is a joke and this guy sucks. Yeah. Dungey also, who had Peyton Manning in his prime as his starting quarterback, too. So he knows what good quarterback At one point in time, he brought up Trent Dilfer. He's like, when I was in Tampa Bay, we drafted Trent Dill, and then he tried to compare the fact that Dilfer went on to win a Super Bowl, which, of course, was completely because that Ravens defense was so good. He was trying to draw a parallel that Mitch Trubisky still might have a great career like Trent Dilfer did. Didn't the Ravens in that regular season go like a month without scoring an offensive touchdown? I think I think yeah. that happened. I think, the Bears, I think the Bears right now, including the Cordell Patterson kick return against the Vikings to start the second half. I think they've scored something like 14 or 21 third quarter points all season. Yeah. It might be 14. It's amazing. So, well, there's your, there's your Bears vent line today and your Viking statements. And, uh, really looking forward to the rest of this. You know, Cousins calls it a roller coaster ride, but I think it's safe to say the roller coaster is only going to keep going up this season. Boys. I remember, oh, I remember guy. when it was between Kirk and Teddy, Phil, and you were kept saying, Get rid of Teddy. He's not that good. Kirk is the answer. And I told you when they signed him in 2018, 
No, it's a it's the third year in which it's all going to click for Kirk. <laughs> so don't you guys have to have patience with him. <laughs> you can't get too down on him. It's just going to take a little while, yeah. and eventually he's going to be toppling. Von and Declan was like, like "No, Panthers. keep Teddy," and you just keep kept Teddy. saying, "Don't be a Teddhead, <laughs> be a Kirkhead." Oh, the oh, Declan, go get a couple extra Krona Hard Seltzers. I'd, I'd- Drink them all. Drink the, drink the tears oh, of Teddy Bridgewater. You'll be Bridgewater. stopping at the liquor store on the way home tonight, so I'm not <laughs> worried about you. The sparkling tears of Teddy Bridgewater, the fifth flavor of Corona Hard Seltzer <laughs> coming out next week. All right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and also youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. See you guys.